Perfect. Well, first of all, thank you so much for taking time out of your day and uh, having me on. It's, uh, it's a pleasure and a privilege. Uh, I'm Zachary Hust, uh, called Zach most of the time by, by my fellow uh, people. But um, I'm in the Milwaukee area currently, um, working as a BA in a couple projects, uh, remotely, of course, with uh, the COVID situation happening. I'm also run a couple of side hustles since I was about um, 21, uh, near the end of college, and have uh, really just learned how to grow those through mentorship and, and people I've been really in contact with over the last few years now. And uh, yeah, I just have a couple of questions just concerning some things that you've been doing recently and also just some general mindset. So one of the things I really got turned on to around like age 22, 23 was uh, podcasting and just like the idea of podcasting, you know, just um, what, what it takes to start one, um, just uh, what, what the heck you talk about. And uh, it was one of those things where like, I wasn't really sure if I was gonna start a podcast someday, but it's really grown on me as I've kind of grown and, and listened to them more and more and really uh, found some value from a lot of good ones. So I know that obviously you have this podcast and you've been running it for a little bit now. Uh, what were just some of the, some of the roadblocks you kind of ran into kind of starting that up and getting it off the ground along with also um, just some things you learned along the way? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so podcasting has been super interesting to me because I got into video first. Um, video is kind of my main domain, just making quick one, two, three minute videos. So I was pretty comfortable doing that. Uh, comfortable kind of like coming up with topics, scripting that out. But when it comes to podcasts, it's a completely different world because instead of scripting out or, or planning a one to two minute video, it's how do you have a 15 to 20 minute conversation, whether it's with yourself or with someone else. But luckily for me, I love to talk and, and uh, from video, I kind of just learned how to, how to do that. Um, and I've just always loved conversation. I've always loved just sharing, kind of sharing my mind and stuff. Um, so video has definitely helped me when it comes to podcasting. But yeah, initially it was um, really getting comfortable interviewing other people. I was super, super nervous. But um, again, like anything, it just kind of goes away over time. And just the more you do it, the more comfortable you get. Um, but yeah, it was, it was coming up with, okay, how do I actually talk for 15 minutes? How, how do I talk for 20 minutes? And what's, uh, what, what does, like, how do I stay consistent with that? So um, that's been the biggest thing that I kind of ran into when I was first starting. Um, but now I've kind of kicked that to the curb and I'm on, I don't know what day it is. Um, what day is it? Is it the 15th? 14th? The 14th, I think. Yeah. I'm on about uh, 75 podcasts in a row in 75 days. Uh, so releasing one a day uh, starting October 1st of 2020. So it's, that's a great way to just force yourself to post every day and um, just build momentum in that, in that scene. But yeah, I did that because I, it was really hard for me to stay consistent with things. Um, I have just so much other content around. I always put podcasting on a back burner. So it's, mm -hmm. I guess it's twofold. Um, one, just getting over that initial fear of um, just actually talking, actually interviewing people that just comes over time. And then number two is staying consistent with it. You just need to build it into your schedule, whether it's weekly, monthly, daily, whatever that is, uh, find a schedule and stick with that. Um, so I think those are the main two things that I've learned throughout this time, um, podcasting specifically. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense that like you'd have that transition. Cause I mean, I've seen plenty of your videos over the last year or so. And I mean, you've done a great job making those and sharing uh, value and uh, just the way you think. And I, I could see how the pivot there, there would need to be some sort of like 
okay, I'm used to like really planning this out. And now I need to be like on the fly, almost like improv, mm -hmm. but uh, maybe not, maybe not trying to be funny all the time. I don't know. But <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I like that so much more um, from just like an improv standpoint and conversations. I, I felt, I felt and still feel a little limited if I need to confine everything, all of my mm -hmm. thoughts and knowledge and just point into a one to two minute video. Not that it's, it's still an important skill to have to be able to uh, create a concise point in one to two minutes and get, get a point across. But podcasting, it's you, you aren't really met with any barriers and you can really just flow and get into conversations, get into flow with yourself mm -hmm. and really speak what's on your mind. So that's, that's what really draws me into podcasting and more of like a, even like video podcast style. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I definitely agree with you that uh, you're able to kind of like, you're able to really speak a little bit more on what your mind be a little more um not not necessarily real but i guess kind of be more real because it's not it's not as scripted but uh yeah i guess that kind of goes into my next question the one thing i've really appreciated about a lot of your content over the last year is it's just always seemed like you've worn your heart on your sleeve and that you're you're really good about speaking your mind kind of how you were talking about before and um something something i've just kind of noticed is like obviously everyone's had trouble with 2020 um, and that there's just things going on and people are dealing with things. And for some people, it's been amazing and they've done a complete 180 on what things were like back in 2019. Some people at the status quo has been the same or um, things have not been that great and maybe things have declined. Uh, for me personally, things have been all over the place. It's been this crazy roller coaster ride. And what I've really found is that if I just, you know, well, what you, what you hear a lot. So like begin with the end in mind, like stay consistent, stay in the grind, um, you know, have that goal in mind, but you know, make sure you're working hard. But what I've really found through that is there's a lot of like frustration and, uh, and like stress involved with those things. So what have been some, some mindset or like tools or whatever you've used to kind of like go through that frustration and stress that you've been, as you've been like trying to grind and get through those roller coaster of emotions or whatever happening in your life. Yeah, totally. That's a, that's an awesome question. So thanks for uh, asking that. And I'm kind of on like an anti grind kick, like an anti hustle kick, um, just because there's there's so much kind of like hustle porn out there of oh you need to be working 27 hours a day uh, to be successful. And um, I think getting into like startup culture and entrepreneurship in general, we're just told you need to work and just astronomical hours um, to make anything for your life. And do you, if you want to be the Elons and Jeff Bezos of the world, then sure, you probably do need to work that many hours. But for the vast majority of people, they don't want that. And that's, that's the danger of entrepreneurship in a socially, social media driven ecosystem when everyone's brains are so susceptible to that information. So for me, I've been really trying to take more time off. And that's why I'm trying to push different types of content. Like I'm trying to tell people how much I'm going to snowboard this, this winter because it, it has nothing to do with my work. I'm completely unplugging. I'm not focused on any emails, anything uh, social related, business related when I'm on my snowboard. And I love that. I've, I've spent the past three weekends um, pretty much not working at all and snowboarding. And that's what I love. And that, that's what worked for me. Um, and that's been, that's been pretty consistent um, over time. And I, I've been pretty transparent on, hey, I didn't get to snowboard too much last year and the year before that because I was grinding. But mm -hmm. as I kind of enter this new chapter of my, my life almost, um, this year has definitely taught me to 
take more time for myself and just listen to my body. Like our bodies aren't able to sustain ridiculous hours day in and day out, eating like shit, sleeping like shit, not drinking enough water, drinking alcohol, smoking every day, like doing shit that society tells us we need to do. Um, your body doesn't sustain that. So I would really say just take time to rest and find what worked for you. Like sleeping is super productive. Like people think if you sleep an extra two hours, you lose two hours of productivity, but the time and efficiency you gain by sleeping an extra two hours is just made up for it in itself. Like you'll be able to accomplish more in that eight hour period than a 10 hour period if you feel uh, at 100%. So I think to sum everything up, sleep more, rest more, and just do some anti-hustle stuff. Uh, you don't need to hustle 24 hours a day. So find what works for you and take, take that time off and don't apologize for it. Don't feel bad that you're taking time off. Every, everyone should do it. Um, and it's just part of being a human. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. I, I, I definitely relate to some of those. Um, I've been trying to drink more water uh, starting this month. Um, just trying to drink like an extra bottle or two a day, mm -hmm. cut out a little, little soda, um, yeah. try and save my teeth while I'm at it too. <laughs> exactly. Um, that, I'm a big proponent too of like taking like that hour or two nap. I feel like super refreshed afterwards. But uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting to see. And, and you mentioned that you know, there's just this idea that people need to be hustling all the time, or if they're not being productive, they're like wasting the time. And you mentioned like, yeah, like I might sleep two hours, but at the same time, like that two hours I sleep is going to like propel me for like the rest of that day or that week or whatever. So I, I find that really interesting. I definitely relate to that a lot. So thanks for sharing that. Yeah. So many people are obsessed over being productive when in reality, being productive isn't good. Being productive just means you can cram a ton of things into a short amount of time. What you mm -hmm. should focus on, are you being effective? Are those things you're being productive on that you're cramming into your, your one 12 hour day, are those the things that really move you forward? Focus on those, solve those issues first, and then focus on, okay, now I need to do more of these things and that's the productivity conversation. So instead of asking yourself, are you, A, instead of asking yourself, are you busy? Ask yourself if you're productive because being, being productive is better than busy. But then also ask yourself if you're being effective because being effective is more effective than being productive. Being effective is better than being productive. So that's kind of the, the cycle that I thought of kind of on the spot. I'm sure someone else has said it. That, that's, what, that's what popped up. <laughs> yeah, honestly, like I was thinking the same thing uh, as you were saying in terms of like being more efficient or being more effective. It's just so much more rewarding at times than being more like quantitative and like just productive and like can I just cram all this into an hour so 100%. not saying that like cramming everything into an hour isn't bad sometimes like having a power hour like that for work is good but totally you gotta, you gotta balance it I guess um yeah so I think um another thing that I've been doing recently is I, I recently bought a journal I actually have it nice here. I love it and, uh, I see that I actually read it in a book. It's um, it's called "It's About Time" by Matt. I can't remember his last name. I don't see the book anymore either. Um, I'll have to I'll have to get that to you. And uh, if you've never read that book, but he talks a lot about writing a journal, having a journal, like keeping your thoughts down because you forget stuff all the time. Um, and also it's just a good place to keep notes and you name it. And I've been using it for like business purposes, uh, thoughts, um, just random stuff during the day. 
day, day three of using it so far. But uh, yeah, it's just a qu simple question. Do you have a journal and like, what do you write in it? You don't have to tell me your deepest, darkest secrets <laughs> in your journal, but uh, if you want to, I won't stop you. Yeah, absolutely. So I have a daily, I have a daily journal. Um, it is right to my right here, actually. So it's kind of nice. like my, my like planner slash journal um, that I have like my goals, what I'm grateful for, what I'm excited about, like affirmations, my number one goal for the day, other important stuff I want to cross off my list. And then I kind of have like a review session uh, at the end of the day where um, I have like a positive sentence to describe the day. Uh, and I have any like three accomplishments I've achieved during that day, three best moments, um, any new ideas. And then there's kind of like the journal note section that I can just write, write, jot down any of my thoughts. And then I have a little section that says how I will improve tomorrow. So any, any things I can improve on um, the next day, I write that down and then I can keep track of my habits as well. So I have that journal and I also keep uh, like a Google Doc journal of just, I, I used to do it daily. Now it's more like every fourth or fifth day um, or so, or just whenever some like milestone pops up or, or I have any thoughts, I, I keep that list. So it's about like 56 pages long by now or something. So I, I started that at the, at the beginning of the year. So um, that's a good way to just really jot down any thoughts and have it on a consecutive Google Doc. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what's like, so when you started that journal, what was like the, the changes you saw in terms of like things going on through your life? Because I feel that like letting people know and like challenging them to have a journal is important. I mean, I haven't seen like a significant amount of change yet. It's only day three for me, but like I do feel like I'm a little bit more organized uh, for an example for myself, but what are just some things that you really uh, saw in yourself when you started journaling? Yeah, it's one of those things where it's, uh, it's there's some delayed gratification there. Um, there's not an mm -hmm. instant response it's definitely a delayed response or a delayed reward in that sense just like going to the gym you're not going to see immediate results after doing seven sit-ups you're not going to have <laughs> rock hard abs after after seven sit-ups you know so it's um it's a continuous thing that takes a while but um i think it just really helps to jot down my thoughts and it's almost like having a conversation with someone else but it's a really great great way to just clear your mind and just type or just write about anything you're thinking and it's super cool to look back on that time to see what you're exactly going through. So specifically, I started in um, probably March, I believe. And that's when I moved out of my parents' house and got my, my first apartment um, alone. Mm. And then I just jotted down what I was going through, what I was feeling, how grateful I am, um, any of that, just day-to-day -day stuff. Um, so just any, any milestones like that um, is a great way to start a journal if you haven't, but also to... Um, kind of like relive those moments in the past that you can you can look back on. Yeah. One of the things I was thinking about when you were describing that was just like like legacy. It's like a mini legacy on paper. Yeah. Like not even like you, but like even like your family or like your future family to like read that and like learn from it. Yeah. Or like it, it, just know you then. Kind of crazy, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Same with these podcasts, same with videos. That's like the, the reason why I'm doing this is so I can look back in 10, 15, 20 years to say, oh, damn, remember I was 21, 19 years old when I was, when I was doing all this and all, everything's documented. So I th that's what gets me really excited about having these conversations and, and doing kind of the, the whole content thing and creating content is to look back on it in 10, 15 years. Yeah, for sure, man. I agree 100%. Um, I don't know how much more time you have, but if I can squeak one more question out of you, I'd, I'd be willing to. Totally. Uh, speaking about speaking about uh, content, 
Um, I've been I've been trying to make some content for last year. Uh, I have been making content. I was actually very consistent uh, in making content, posting at least once, like around like one to like four times like a week. I did that for an entire year, and um, I didn't get like a crazy amount of traction. And what I kind of found was um, maybe my interactions with the community I had, or at least with other creators or whatever, might have been lower, maybe not as high as I needed it to be. Um, and any time you saw dips in like your, what's the word I'm looking for? Your engagement, I suppose, with your content. Um, what was the things you really felt were the the reason behind that? Was it more of like your engagement with the community being lower, or was it something else? Uh, what were some factors? Like, how'd you really like correct those? Yeah, absolutely. So the first, the first thing is your actual content. If you're not getting engagement, your content sucks. <laughs> I I. I have so much content that literally gets no engagement. And then I know, oh damn, that piece of content sucked. Uh, am I gonna cry about it? No, is it the algorithm's fault? No, like it's your fault for creating a piece of content that doesn't resonate with enough people. So uh, that's my first answer is create better content and learn what, what, I guess, problems or what value you wanna bring to your community through your content. Again, mm -hmm. um, if, if you produce the most valuable piece of content in the world and people actually think that, then it's going to do well no matter what social media um, you're going to post on. Someone, someone will share it. You're going to bring value to someone. So A, improve the actual physical content you're putting out. It's not the algorithm's fault. Number two, as far as LinkedIn, um, definitely when I take like a, like a super long break from not engaging with anyone else, not posting anything else, Yes, then you can get into, oh, does the algorithm favorite your content over other people? Okay, maybe, maybe not. So I think that's an easy tactical way to, um, to stay consistent is, or keep your engagement up is to stay consistent with your posts, but then also engaging with other people. And the engagement with other people is super important because it's, yes, the, the LinkedIn algorithm can favorite that a little bit as far as you inter interacting with other community members, but we're all human beings. If someone gives you a compliment, chances are you're going to compliment that person back. So from a human to human standpoint, that's why engagement is so powerful because if you are going in and consuming other people's content and leaving actual thoughtful responses and comments and likes and everything, then that action is probably going to be reciprocated to you in some capacity. People will see you comment and then check out your profile and that hamster wheel or that flywheel continues. So, um, that's kind of a high, high level, my like top three, improve your content, uh, stay consistent with posting and then engage with, um, engage with other people. If you don't do all of those, then it's going to be hard to grow. But if you do, then you're, you're on your way. Mm -hmm. Next no, up. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I appreciate the, the, a little bit of the shot there because that, that'll keep me on my toes and maybe, maybe, maybe make me take a look and be like, okay, maybe, maybe my content does suck. Maybe I should take a look at it. Yeah. So, and it's, it's one of those things where it's like, I'm not trying to make that personal. I have content that sucks all the yeah. time, but that's the beauty <laughs> of creating content that you learn. So it's like every single one of my posts aren't going viral. Do I have videos that have one comment and that one comment is from like myself or my mom? Yeah. Um, do I have posts that do just super shitty and get seven views? Yes, I do. But mm -hmm. then, then you can learn something from it. Then that piece of content obviously wasn't valuable to my community or to the people on LinkedIn. So I'm going to improve it. I'm going to not do that sort of content and then learn from the content that resonates really well with people and 
do more of that. So it's just a constant cycle of testing and changing and uh, doing different styles and having fun with it. If you're not having fun creating content, you should probably stop. Um, that's, that's what I always say. Um, mm -hmm. You can, you can take a break. I know I just said, Hey, if you want to boost engagement and stuff, don't take a break. Um, but you, you can. And going back to our original point of like anti-hustle, anti-grind, there's nothing, nothing against taking a quick break from creating content to uh, find some, some different creative juices, if you will. Mm -hmm. No, yeah. Thank you so much for the, the mindset there and uh, just, just being straight up with me. Appreciate it. <laughs> of course, man. Uh, got, got anything else for me? Uh, at the moment, no, but uh, if you'll have me again, I I'd love to uh, go for a round two sometime in the future. Yeah, man. Always, always down. We'll, we'll definitely, uh, definitely keep connected. Sounds good. Well, awesome. I appreciate the time again, Sam, and uh, I hope you have a great afternoon, a great evening. You as well, Zach. Um, before we hop off, where can the people find you, whether that's LinkedIn, Instagram, anywhere in between? Yep, you can find me on LinkedIn. Uh, I have a LinkedIn profile. It's just Zachary Hust. Um, feel free to connect with me, uh, message me. I'm pretty active on LinkedIn. I usually get to people within like 24 hours, so feel free to reach out. And um, that's uh, that's about all I'm really on at the moment, though I should probably change that and get on a, a couple other things. I do have a couple other accounts, but they're a little bit more private at the moment. So, uh, yep, LinkedIn is probably the best way right now. Awesome, man. Do what works for you. <laughs> Thanks for jumping <laughs> on, Zach. Thank you so much, Sam. Have a great afternoon. It was a pleasure. You, you as well. Bye now. Bye.